Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 18. This week, Royal Caribbean held a WOW sale, and so it makes sense to talk about what is a WOW sale, who is the sale aimed at, and why you would want to take advantage of a WOW sale. We also have lots more of your listener feedback to share this week, so here we go. Once a quarter, Royal Caribbean holds a three-day sale known as a WOW sale. In fact, if you're listening to this podcast on the day it's released, first of all, thank you. Second of all, today is actually the last day of their current WOW sale. So a WOW sale is a promotion that Royal Caribbean likes to roll out to encourage new cruise bookings. I feel that a WOW sale targets people that are new to cruising or new to cruising with Royal Caribbean. And the reason I feel this is because the nature of this deal, which we're going to discuss the next couple of minutes here. So the basics of a WOW sale are two major parts. First part is there's a reduced deposit for new cruise bookings. So what this means is usually, outside of a WOW sale that is, deposit guidelines are $200 per stateroom for a one to five night cruise, $500 per stateroom for six to nine night cruise, and $900 per stateroom for 10 night cruises or longer. Suite categories require a double deposit since there are a limited number of suites. Now these are just, these are all the deposit amounts. This is the money you have to put up front in order to book a cruise just to put the deposit down. Now during a wow sale, the deposit amount is half that, which means very little money is required up front to book a cruise. So again, going back to a seven night cruise, as examples, I think most people tend to book seven night cruises, you'll only have to lay down a couple hundred dollars instead of laying down close to maybe seven to $900. Now this is a great incentive because it means, well, less money up front, obviously, but you can also help pay the bulk of your cruise amount off later. A lot of people like to book cruises early and then pay off the cruise in increments, you know, $100 this month, $300 next month, whatever, just so that you don't have to, you know, bite a couple thousand dollar bill right all up at once. Now, the second part of a WOW sale is the onboard credit Royal Caribbean offers. Now, WOW sales offer some great onboard credit offers. In fact, you can get up to $200 per stateroom. Now, for people that are new to Royal Caribbean, this can be among the best deals they can qualify for, and it's a great way to help subsidize the cost of your cruise knowing that you're going on board and you have money to spend. Now, despite the word sale in the name, there aren't any reduced prices as part of the sale. It's a bit of a misnomer, and I think it confuses some people who are expecting reduced prices. In reality, a wow sale is more of a booking incentive event than a sale in the academic sense of the words, but obviously wow sale is a better marketing term, so Royal Caribbean chooses to call it that. Now, earlier, I mentioned WOW sales are really targeted at people who are new to Royal Caribbean or perhaps even, I would say, maybe gold members in the Crown and Anchor Society. So why is that? Well, the reason is I think the biggest drawback to the WOW sale is you cannot really combine the WOW sale with any other offers that Royal Caribbean offers these days. So WOW sales prohibit combining the sale offer with other discounts, including next cruise certificates, balcony discounts from Crown and Anchor Society, or Crown and Anchor Society savings certificates. If you're a veteran Royal Caribbean cruiser, you know how lucrative these can be, especially when you start stacking them together. If you have access to one of these discounts or more of them, usually a wow sale doesn't make as much financial sense as trying to figure out a way to stack some of these in addition to some other sales Royal Caribbean offers, which again can save you more money in the long run. Now, Royal Caribbean makes a big deal about the wow sales, and you may read a lot about them in various forums and around the internet and whatnot. There is value in them, especially if you're booking multiple staterooms and either can't afford to or you just prefer not to lay out a lot of money up front. If you're more of a veteran Royal Caribbean cruiser, and that means I'm going to say platinum level or above in the Crown and Anchor Society, odds are you can find better deals combining discounts during other times of the year. 
again, doing the math is an important aspect of any cruise. And if you pay attention to how the pricing is at any given time, often you can find these better deals throughout the year. Now, mind you, more than likely you'll have to pay more money up front because of the non-reduced deposit amounts, but it's an important distinction. I also think the important thing to understand about WOW sales are they happen a few times per year and aren't bad or good universally. Like I said, they happen four times a year and Royal Caribbean puts a lot of marketing behind it. They make a big deal out of it because for a lot of people, it is the way they get into Royal Caribbean cruising and it's the way they can afford to cruise with Royal Caribbean. So what you really need to decide is if it's a deal for you or not. There isn't a wrong or right way to look at them. I know some people are just thrown off by the fact that the prices aren't different. Oftentimes you'll know, Royal Caribbean will announce a WOW sale coming up, usually about a week or two in advance, and you'll look at your prices on royalcaribbean.com, and then the WOW sale hits, and the prices are the same, or maybe even they went up because of you know supply and demand. So people are kind of miffed, like, well, what kind of a sale is this? Again, it's the booking incentive, and that's what it's really for. So it can work. I've booked WOW sales being a veteran Royal Caribbean cruiser, and I have opted not to. It kind of depends on your situation financially as well as what offers are available to. And of course, you know, you could be a veteran cruiser, and let's say you've got a cruise that you're eyeing and it's coming up fairly soon, and a wow sale may simply mean you're going to get the best onboard credit discount you can. Well, then more power to you. So check it out. Do the math. And again, it's also important if you can to give yourself some time to figure out what the best deals are out there and kind of weigh things. Even if you're not looking at booking a cruise specifically, just always keep an eye out what's available, what the deals are, and that way you kind of have in your mind an idea of what to expect. It's time for our listener feedback part of the show where I read your emails and tweets and Facebook messages. And I got to be honest, I love this part of the show because of the great feedback I'm getting. I'm loving that each week you guys are all sending in different stories, opinions, ideas, comments. I just love it. So please keep sending them in. Don't forget, you can email us Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. You can tweet us at the RCL blog or Facebook or Facebook.com slash RoyalCaribbeanBlog. All those ways will get your message in here. So we'll start with an email from Mike Eats. Matt, my family and I returned yesterday from a three-night cruise on Enchantment of the Seas. Our itinerary included stops in Nassau and Coco Cay. I must say that we did our best to temper our expectations at first, and our only other cruise was on Allure of the Seas two years ago. I had to say right up front, Enchantment is definitely not Allure, but nevertheless, she's a fantastic ship that exceeded our expectations. The ship does show a bit of age, but as you come to expect from Royal Caribbean, it immaculately, was immaculately cleaned and meticulously maintained. For me, the two primary things that didn't measure up to an Oasis class were probably the quality of onboard entertainment and the grandness and openness of the public areas. The food in the Windjamer and main dining room was fantastic. The food quality, variety, and love of service were completely top-notch. I would also be remiss if I didn't at least mention the honey-stung chicken on embarkation day. Love that, Michael. Thank you. It was great tasting and set the tone for our cruise. I look forward to having an embarkation day in the future. We did not try chops on this trip, but it looked like an extremely nice venue. I also want to mention we purchased a non-alcoholic beverage package, which we enjoyed very much. Enchantment has the new freestyle dispensers, which rock. My nine-year-old daughter actually thought these machines were the highlight of her cruise. We must be depriving her at home. Additionally, with respect to other whether or not to buy the all-inclusive alcohol package, which would have cost $330 for my wife and I, we wound up spending about $170 the entire trip. It did help that we carried the allowed two bottles of wine and were provided an additional free bottle from Royal Caribbean as a perk, so this offset a good deal of our cost. Also, the fact that we were traveling with small children undoubtedly had an effect on cutting back of our consumption. So in summary, 
I wholeheartedly recommend Enchantment Lindsay's if anyone's looking for a quick getaway. I know it's particularly great for anyone who lives within driving distance of Port Canaveral or for someone who's looking for a pair of shorter cruises to visit the fantastic Central Florida theme parks. Keep the great podcast and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Michael, for the great email. I love the detail, and I think I was agreeing with every aspect of what you're writing there. Honey, which is chicken. Love it. It's my favorite part of the embarkation day, so I'm glad you enjoyed that. You know, I kind of agree with everything you were saying there. Yes, going on a smaller ship like Enchantment, you're going to notice the big difference is that onboard entertainment and the grandness and spectacle of the public areas. But that being said, outside of those areas, I think it makes up for it just as much. And the fact that I'm sure you've got a great deal on that Enchantment Cruise, it's a great little ship. I know for many years, Monarch of the Seas was based out of Port Canaveral, and it wasn't the best ship by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I'm, I was glad to see it go because I think its time has come. That being said, I think Enchantment is a great little ship. And if you get the chance to do it, it's really not a bad idea at all. So thank you, Michael, for the email, and I'm glad you had a good time. Next email is from Christopher Percy. Seems like no podcast is complete without an email from Christopher, right? <laughs> Or Peter from Scotland. Always interested... Anyway, <laughs> Christopher writes, Always interested in getting perspective from fellow cruisers, like on episode 17 when you had your Oasis of the Seas listener cruise review. And I enjoy the pre-cruise expectations versus the post-cruise reality. It sounds like Michael had a really good time and enjoyed returning to the Oasis, especially the premium drinks package. Yeah, Michael had a great time. And it, it, I, I agree. I love doing these pre- and post-cruise shows. It really helps give you the whole picture and i'm hoping to be able to do more of those in the future as well with some of our other listeners next up is an email from dennis really enjoying your podcast especially filling us in all the new features about quantum of the seas my wife and i and another couple are frequent cruisers with royal caribbean several single friends also travel with us they've been burdened for years by paying the single supplement almost double we're delighted that solo cabins will be available on quantum of the seas without the single supplement fee some of us booked May 28th, the first day bookings were available. One of the single cruisers did not book when we did and was not able to obtain a solo cabin. That was his fault, did not book early enough. But later, I read on a Royal Caribbean forum that they are allowing couples to book these solo cabins. These cabins were made for single cruisers. I don't think it's fair to sell them to couples. I thought the whole idea was to give a, a break to single cruisers so they are not penalized to pay almost double. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this practice. Thanks so much. You know, that's interesting, Dennis. I hadn't heard about that, and I agree with you. I mean, if they have solo cabins, that's what they're for. And I don't understand how they could even sell a solo cabin to someone who's two people because I don't see how that would be enough room. Plus, if I'm, a, if I'm a, a double, why would I want to stay in a solo cabin? I mean, I think some people are just looking at the price and don't realize that they're going to be in a very small cabin. So if I would I would have hoped that Royal Caribbean would have, A, either talked them out of it or, B, said, well, unfortunately, these are only for people who are sailing by themselves, thus not available to you. So, yeah, I agree with you, and I, I hope they do change that policy, because it, if that is the case, and we don't know that, again, this, these are just reports from people, it's not necessarily accurate, but if it is accurate, and then I totally agree with you, Dennis. Next email is from Ron, glad to hear your blog, and looking forward to hearing more. I am Upper End Emerald, and will be on Jewel the Seas in April of 2014. The current buzz is the main dining food as well, well, not that great. Could you, after your trip, address or review this issue? Well, Ron, as you may know by now, I'm back from Jewel of the Seas. You know, I found it not bad at all, actually. I kind of enjoyed the food in the main dining room. I think the thing with food and with Royal Caribbean, you got to understand that this is true for not just Royal Caribbean, actually any cruise line. Food is among the most subjective things that are out there. I could line up 100 people that tell you the food is great, and I can line up 100 people that tell you the food is awful. The new menu is, I think, the... Well, first of all, there's a new menu. <laughs> that, that new being, it's been out for about uh, almost a year now. 
And, you know, obviously people are going to have opinions on that. I think, honest, my honest opinion is I like the new menu overall. Do I miss some things about the old menu? Absolutely. It's not, it's not perfect, but I think the main dining room food is usually pretty darn good. If you've got a problem with the food, if you get something and it's not very good, or you, would, you have a particular preference for food, let the crew know. The worst thing you can do is go there night after night, eat the food, and if you're not enjoying it, don't say anything. That, that's terrible. Tell your tell your waiter. It's not, you're not insulting them. So, you know what? I ordered this dish. I didn't really love it, unfortunately. Is there something else that we can do? Something else we can get? And you know what? They are going to bend over backwards and do it for you. In fact, if nothing on the menu interests you, they will find something for you. They'll say, well, what are you interested in having? There's other restaurants on the ship. The, the chefs are in there. They're going to do what they can to help you. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Again, when I went on Jewel of the Seas in September, I had a great time. I thought the main dining room was quite good. The menu was, again, about the same menu as I experienced on Freedom of the Seas in February. Obviously different chefs. But again, I thought the food was quite good. And overall, I would rank the food in the main dining room anywhere from okay slash good to excellent. So I never had anything. I really struggled to think of anything that I had that was bad. I really can't think of that. I maybe tried a couple things I didn't like, but that was my own personal taste. So again, keep in mind, it's very subjective, and I would just keep it open mind, and you know what? You might have a great time on there. And of course, Ron, I want to hear about your times. When you go on Jewel of the Seas in April next year, email us back and let me know how that food was. I'm looking forward to hearing from it. Thanks, Ron. Well, some great email there, and of course, as I mentioned earlier, we want to hear from you. So if you have comments, email us, tweet us, Facebook us. I don't think we have snail mail that you can send us but however else you want to contact us i would love to hear your comments and thoughts we can read them on the air and share them with everybody i love hearing opinions thoughts and again if you think i'm wrong about something let me know if you think i'm right i love hearing about that too so whatever's on your mind about royal caribbean cruising i want to hear about it so let me know thanks so much for everybody who contributed this week so until next time i'm matt hotchberg and we'll talk again soon